the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Mission America and may contain views and opinions that do not reflect the views of the advertisers, staff, and owners of this station. Some material may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Yeah, I used to be a liberal, too. They use it to push a far-left political agenda in this country that is not only destroying our schools and damaging our kids, but is destroying and damaging our culture. Based on faulty premises. How did this happen? And I just think it's, again, it's a part of the decline of all things that were once rather sacred, but we ha- we are having our young people absolutely indoctrinated in both public education and higher education. Correct the record of what is truth and what is fiction. God's seed has a root structure that's incorruptible and you might not see green for many years. Yep, I used to be a liberal too. This is Mission America with Linda Harvey. Because with God, all things, all things, all things are still possible. Good afternoon, friends, and welcome to Mission America Radio. I'm Linda Harvey, and I'm so very glad you've joined us this afternoon. Please visit our website at missionamerica.com. That's missionamerica.com. For more information about our organization and to read news articles and Christian commentary on the culture. And don't forget to read my articles on, of course, our website and on the American Family Association's blog, The Stand, at lifesitenews.com and elsewhere out on the web. And parents, be sure to check out all our resources if you want to be watchful about the culture's influence on your kids. And there are many articles and other resources on our website at missionamerica.com. As most of you know, many businesses and organizations received funds from the COVID relief bill, the big federal bill, the Paycheck Protection Program, PPP. But what would you think if you found out that abortion clinics, yes, were also recipients of this relief? My guest today is going to tell us what's going on here in Ohio. Margie Christie is Executive Director of Dayton Right to Life and immediate past president of Right to Life Action Coalition of Ohio. Welcome to Mission America Radio, Margie. Thank you, Linda. It's good to talk with you. Well, Margie, uh, first of all, let's get some background for people. Tell us uh, about the abortion clinic situation in Ohio. Tell us how many clinics there are, how many of them are Planned Parenthood, and so on. So right now um, there are, and this always is an interesting question, Linda, because um, we have licensing issues in the state Mm -hmm, of Ohio with the Ohio Department of Health, as many of your listeners know. So it's really hard to tell at any given day how many are licensed, but Uh um, according to Planned Parenthood's uh, website, um, there are eight, um, and like I said, I would question that number, but there are supposedly eight. 
one, two, three, probably four, three or four of those are actually planned parenthoods. The rest are independent operators. Um, but basically in Ohio, Planned Parenthood Federation has two major affiliates. They have 159 nationwide and then two major affiliates in Ohio. Planned Parenthood of Southwest Ohio, which is down my way, Dayton, Cincinnati. And then um, Planned Parenthood of Greater Ohio, which operates 17 facilities for everywhere from Akron through Columbus, Cleveland, Athens, um, and all those areas. So okay. um, that's what uh, that's their um, presence here in Ohio. Okay, so before we talk about the funding issue, um, you know, let's go back to the shutdown. And, you know, we were told that only essential medical services were going to be uh, provided in Ohio. So, of course, all the abortion clinics shut down. Did that happen or not? Of course not. That did not happen. They um, immediately deemed themselves essential services. Uh, never closed down for one day, that, under my uh, understanding. And so continued to take clients, um, continued to perform abortions, and actually continued to uh, encourage uh, abortions through telehealth um, ways and just basically through social media and that kind of thing. So they never did stop down. They were issued a cease and desist order um, through the um, governor's office and uh, the attorney general's office, to which they ignored. Um, and then they went ahead and filed for um, uh, filed for um, to stay open um, through the federal courts, and that mm-hmm. of course was um, approved through Judge Michael Barrett out of the district court again down my way in Southwest Ohio, and so the district of courts allowed them to stay open and to ignore the cease and desist order. And at that point, that's when um, Governor DeWine, Houston administration, um, just walked away. They, they didn't pursue the federal order, the federal stay, any of that. They just kind of said, okay, and then walked away. Wow. So that's where yeah. we stood. And um, with, with no backing, they, they hung on that federal case. And that's where they are today, still open and operating. Wow. Okay, so the current controversy is about the receipt of COVID relief funds. So tell us what has happened with Planned Parenthood. So um, around the end of May, um, probably maybe early June, we received a copy of a letter from um, Congressman Warren Davidson's office telling us that he had signed on to a letter um, asking the uh, Small Business Administration who um, administered the PPP loans um, to look into investigation of how these affiliates of Planned Parenthood of America got these funds. And so um, I talked with Representative Davidson's office, Congressman Davidson's office, I apologize, Mm -hmm. and um, I said, I wonder if any in Ohio have. So we go through this big bulk list, and sure enough, our two main affiliates that I mentioned earlier each received funding. The Planned Parenthood of Southwest Ohio received between one and two million dollars. The report doesn't tell you exactly how much it puts it into ranges for you. Mm-hmm. And then the larger um, affiliate, Planned Parenthood of Greater Ohio, received, according to um, the Small Business Administration's report, anywhere between two and five million dollars. Wow. On top of 
their Medicaid, that they always get any local funding, any state funding. Um, we have counties down here in our area that fund them as well. I mean, it, it was just incredible. We were shocked. And so um, we, you know, reached, you know, we thanked um, Congressman Davidson for giving us this information. And uh, uh, the whole Ohio delegation actually signed on to this letter. This is a letter of, um, oh, gosh, probably 30-some senators and then all the Ohio delegation um, representatives from Jim Jordan to Bob Latta to Congressman Turner, Shabbat, Winstrup. Um, but, you know, there was one missing name, and I don't know if you want me to go into that right now, Oh, Linda, yeah, but... <laughs> oh, yeah, go into it. <laughs> so as we were looking uh, over the letter of all these um, congressmen and women that had signed on for this investigation, we noticed that our very own Senator uh, Rob Portman had not signed on mm-hmm. to the letter right. for the investigation. Right. Very disturbing. So, right. Um, well, yeah. and you're talking when you say everybody signed on, it was all the Republicans signed on. Correct. 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 Yes. We don't depend on the Democrats to do anything to object <laughs> no. to abortion. So I don't know if this is the same uh, letter, but let me just fill uh, uh, round this out a little bit because I reported on a commentary on my day, one of my daily commentaries uh, a month or so ago that Senator Tom Cotton had a Senate uh, uh, U.S. Senate uh, effort that he led to uh, with a letter to um, Attorney General Bill Barr at the federal level to investigate the fact that Planned Parenthood affiliates nationwide received at least eighty million dollars in these COVID funds. Is that the same letter? Is that it, the same effort? Uh, it's the same effort. This letter was actually addressed to the administrator, the Honorable Javita okay. Carranza of the U.S. Small Business Administration. Okay. Well, let me just tell you, in that same letter, uh, it was, of course, all Republicans on that letter from Senator Cotton at the federal level. And Senator Rob Portman did not sign that one either. Oh, my. Oh, my. So here we are. Um, so, you know, this is really disturbing. And, you know, this is even... Uh, you know, in the in the face of the kinds of things, I mean, I looked out there. You you referenced in your report on this the um, affiliates out in California that received funds that who are under investigation for the illegal sale of baby body parts, and they're receiving the one in Orange and San Bernardino counties received between five and ten million dollars, and they're under investigation. Um, right. So what right. can, you know, what, what should we think about this? I mean, obviously we're outraged, but. Right. I mean, and, and once again, Planned Parenthood has, you know, play, played us, played us American taxpayers as usual, because we all know that the heart of that legislation, that small business PPP loan was supposed to be for small businesses for fledgling businesses, for businesses that needed a little extra help, not a a nonprofit with 16,000 employees nationwide and 159 affiliates and, you know, millions and millions of other federal fundings. I mean, they list them as having almost $2 billion in assets. And so that is not not what that was designed to do and designed to help. Margie, you know, the thing is, I'm sure people are thinking, whatever happened to the effort to defund Planned Parenthood? I mean, I mean, I know it's a long, complicated thing, but can you capsulize for people a little sure. bit just what's happened there? Why, why? I mean, we were expecting this under 
under Trump, and I believe some efforts have been made in that direction. So tell us about right. that. Right. So, um, and, and this is not specific to, to Ohio. I'm speaking as, you know, the, as United States Planned Parenthood mm-hmm. gets their funding in two ways. One, through Medicaid, through um, low-income women looking for supposedly health services, mm-hmm. and then public family planning services, which, which everybody knows is Title X. Right. And so about 75%, and that's according to their own numbers, government, government revenue comes from the Medicaid reimbursements. Mm-hmm. So that's the bulk of theirs. So, but the Trump administration did um, defund them in regards to the Title X funding, and those were awarded as part of grants. So, um, as you know, for a number that would be about sixty million dollars of their money that they've lost, um, mm-hmm. according to the the budget office there. So that they lost when the administration, the Trump administration, defunded the, the Title X funding, which is interesting because. Honestly, they didn't really defund them. Planned Parenthood walked away, if you remember the story from – and it was about a year ago. It was about this time last summer that they said you cannot use these funds for abortion services. That's when Planned Parenthood actually walked away and said Mm -hmm. they could not accept the Title X funding because they weren't going to deny women their right for an abortion. So Mm -hmm. um, it was interesting. They walked away from that money. Um, And so – you know, yeah. they, they walk yeah. away from the lot. So that's basically how they get their money. So then mostly it's through Medicaid reimbursements mm-hmm. um, right. and then things like this. And they certainly played us uh, on this front. Now, now tell, make sure people understand um, Medicaid does not pay in the vast majority of cases for abortions, correct? Correct. Because of the Hyde Amendment, it's not allowed to go um, towards abortions. But, you know, then, then we talk about the whole fungibility uh, if your listeners are familiar with that term, um, um, you, you free up, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars um, for other things. And guess what? You have money for that. So right. exactly. it, it's it's crazy. And and the thing is, they're always saying this, you know, women have poor women have access, don't have access to services, you know, for for, um, you know, uh, contraceptives and for STD testing, but there's tons of county health clinics that could step right up to the plate and provide those services. Isn't that correct? Absolutely. Federally funded health centers are, you know, we have several hundred in Ohio um, that these women can go to and get all their, you know, family service services that they need. That's correct, Linda. They yes. don't need Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood is an abortion business, bottom line. Exactly. And that's where they make all their money. So, that's right. um, you know, when, when the, the federal got, when Senator Tom Cotton sent that letter out, um, you know, and Planned Parenthood is pushing back and saying that, that uh, denying these uh, COVID funds was an uh, attempt to severely limit access to sexual and reproductive health care. Now, what's, you know, limiting access, you know, give us about 30 seconds because we've got to take a break here, um, Margie, on on access to health care. Well, I I mean, I guess I guess what the the point was, you know, the access to what they consider health care, in, right, in our opinion. Right. Um, we wouldn't yeah. consider abortion typically health care yeah, uh, for women that, in any shape or form. That, that's so, actually uh, it, yeah. yeah. You're right. So, yeah. 
Well, let's go ahead and let's take a break and we'll pick up this conversation when we return um, and talk a little bit more about the issue of abortion here in Ohio. And then what your great organization, Dayton Right to Life, is doing. We're talking on Mission America Radio today with Margie Christie, who is executive director of Dayton Right to Life. She's also the immediate past president of Right to Life Action Coalition of Ohio. And I'll get Margie to tell us a little bit about that organization Full disclosure, I am on the board of that organization and proud to be so, uh, an honor to be so. This is Linda Harvey on Mission America Radio. Stay with us. We will return right after these messages. Today's program is pre recorded. To learn more, log on to missionamerica.com. Now, here's Linda. Should abortion clinics get COVID relief funds? I'm sure most of you are going, no, obviously not. They should not be getting those. Um, And we're talking today with someone who's going to tell us, however, the bad news that they are actually getting those. Margie Christie is executive director of Dayton Right to Life and also immediate past president of the Right to Life Action Coalition of Ohio. Before we get into that, Margie, tell us about Dayton Right to Life. Tell us about your great organization. So uh, Dayton Right to Life has been around actually before Roe v. Wade. We started in 1972, um, and uh, we uh, started out doing the political um, type things that you would expect of a right to life. But in the um, late 70s, we decided to add a baby pantry. So we're unique in that respect. So we have a baby pantry where moms can come in and get diapers, formula, clothes, whatever it is they might need, up into size 5T toddler. So um, we do both. We we ask women to choose life, and then we walk the walk, talk the talk. We help them out with that. And the scholarship program, we have college scholarships available for our moms. So we're uh, rather unique, I would say, among Right to Life. That's great. That's wonderful. I did not know that. So also tell us about Right to Life Action Coalition of Ohio. So Right to Life Action Coalition of Ohio is a um, coalition of statewide organizations, not just Right to Life, but pregnancy centers, um, groups like Created Equal, um, all those folks that are trying to get out the pro-life message. And so um, what we did, we have formed in 2017. um, It started originally with Dayton Right to Life, Cincinnati Right to Life, Cleveland Right to Life, and Toledo were the four main legs of the stool, I guess, if you want to call them mm-hmm. that. And then we grew from there up to about 20-some organizations now. So um, we promote legislation, support legislation, candidates. We do endorsements, um, the whole gambit of right-to-life um, activities. Wow. Okay, so what we've, we've talked about in the first segment was that Planned Parenthood of Greater Ohio, based in Columbus, received between 2 and $5 million in the COVID relief, and 1 to $2 million went to Planned Parenthood of Southwest Ohio, based in Cincinnati. And, uh, you know, this is deeply wrong for so many reasons. Margie, did your organization receive any COVID funds? Uh, we did, um, because we, of course, were essential services. Well, we never closed. We um, kept our doors open to help moms during this time. So um, we got um, some salary um, support on that, and then we got a little local loan. But um, combined between all that was less than $40,000. Of course, we don't have $5 million payrolls, Linda, like (laughs) Planned Parenthood. Exactly, yeah. (laughs) Right. So, 
Okay, tell us about abortion in Ohio. Now, what are, how many abortions are there? Do you have those figures with you to, generally speaking, on an annualized basis in in the state of Ohio? Sure do. So we average about 20,000 abortions a year in Ohio, of which probably maybe over 50, 60% are chemical abortions. Um, But mostly surgical um, abortions, for the most part, are are where we um, have been targeting in the past. But um, we now need to look at the problem of chemical abortions now with the rise of telehealth and those Mm -hmm. other things. It's going to be the future of abortions, unfortunately. It's going to be chemical. What we mean by chemical um, is actually referred to as medical um, and that means um, in less than 12 weeks gestation, a, a woman takes a um, like a two, two-part um, pill form where the first pill kills the baby and the second um, induces labor and she delivers the dead baby. So that's what we're saying when we say chemical or medical abortion. Um, and like I said, that's going to be, unfortunately, the future um, of abortions in Ohio. Oh, that's just awful. There is um, There is hope for the person who has taken that first pill? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can recover yep. that in some cases, correct? When the per, when a, when a woman would change her mind, isn't that correct? That is that is correct. Um, there's actually on our website, if folks want to go to DaytonLife.org on our main page, you can talk about abortion pill reversal. And there are some um, physicians in our area and across the state that um, specialize in, in that process. So okay. yes, it can be done, and, and there is time to change your mind. Okay, now we only have a couple of minutes left. Um, what what can people do, okay, about this whole situation with the um, COVID relief funds going to abortion providers? What could people do? Well, first of all, I think we, Linda, every every one of us needs to keep talking about how Planned Parenthood equals abortions. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many people still believe that they, you know, they help women and with their other services. We've got to get the word out, and, and your listeners have got to tell people and share with people information. Planned Parenthood is about abortions, bottom line, zero, period, full stop. So, right. I mean, that's the first thing. And then let's enlighten our um, elected officials, everywhere from the county commissioner who gives the money to your state legislators to federally. We need to email and, and call those men and women, our elected officials, and say, look, we, we have federally qualified clinics that can do everything Planned Parenthood does. We don't need Planned Parenthood. They don't need our money. We don't want them to have our tax dollars. Right, right. So um, those are the two biggest things. And just stay on top of it. Like I said, Planned Parenthood likes to operate in the dark. They like to go to county commission meetings and get, you know, a couple thousand here and there and at the state levels. And they, they want, like to, let's, you know, shine the light on them and show them what they're doing. You well, know, what is some of the briefly... stuff that you were, you were telling me before, let me, uh, because we only have a couple minutes, about the abortion doula situation? Right. Tell us about that. Right. So um, as I was doing my research with Planned Parenthood, and this is in the southwest region, which operates the Cincinnati Abortion Clinic, um, and then the other facilities do um, chemical ones, but they started um, a new abortion doula partnership um, where they provide, they say, informational, physical, and emotional support during the abortion. I mean, it's just, you know, it says their role is to provide the patient with whatever support that they might need as they provide safe and compassionate care. Uh, They're just positioning themselves as all this is to make it look like it's a good thing. It's a horrible thing. This is the taking of a human life. I mean, 
That's can, right. And, it's just hard. And, and I can't tell you the women that come in here, and you've probably talked to them too, Linda, 10, 20, 30 years later, and they relive mm-hmm. that day like it was yesterday. Exactly. It, it's oh, heartbreaking. It's it just heartbreaking. heartbreaking. And the fathers, you know, that could be a whole episode on the poor fathers. Oh, wow. Well, so, if people but, want to get hold of you, Margie, oh, what's your website? So uh, it's DaytonLife.org. Okay. That's really easy. Great. And, uh, yeah, and then, um, like I said, we got information there and links. They can rtlaohio.org is another great resource for the coalition right. if they want to know what's going on statewide. Yes, right. Um, and okay. then, of course, Linda, you're always on top of things. Yeah, well, you know, people want to know these specifics. And thank you so much, and God bless you, Margie, for this information. God, God bless you for what you're doing and for Dayton Right to Life. And, friends, I ask you to uh, continue to be on top of this call your state and and federal legislators and your local people don't let Planned Parenthood get away with positioning themselves as helping let's try to do everything we can to overcome abortion and get beyond that and save these lives just remember with God all things are still possible have a great day